What is up, everybody? Welcome into this first Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. One of two episodes today. We got this week in Shohei Otani news coming up later, but this one, we got one up, one down, one team or player on the rise, and one going in the opposite direction. We also have Honesty Hour. I got to do it again because we have to talk about the reaction that many people had to Jose Altuve getting 2,000 hits and just the reaction to him overall. Got to address that. Immaculate Grid, it is back. We're doing it today. 90 seconds on the clock. How many can I get? Well, we will see. And fan questions at the end. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. What a game, what a moment. Happy Tuesday, my friends. I am joined as always by Alex Curry, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day. We have a lot to talk about. I'm passionate about a lot of things we're gonna talk yeah, about today. Are. And big day. Justin starting on the mound tonight against the Red Sox at home in Houston. So it's gonna be plans? a good day. Uh, I am going to uh, sit on my couch. Okay. I am going to anxiously watch, and I am going to get at some point a text from Alex with <laughs> a, a hamburger shooting ketchup and, and mustard. And maybe you'll reply to me this time. Doubtful. No, come on. What do you mean? Well, you didn't reply to me the last couple of times. It's tradition. Ah, I don't okay. respond. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. I'll take it. If, if, at least if you're acknowledging that you see it, I'm chill. Yeah. I'm chill. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I well, see let's it. get to it. Okay. All right. Because we are back with one up, one down, as Ben explained. We're each going to talk about a team or a player that is on the rise this week or next <laughs> on the down. So let's get started with your one up, Ben. Who you got? My one up is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Brew crew. The, the Brewers are coming off an absolute statement series against the Rangers where they go on the road to the Rangers place, one of the best teams in baseball all year long and sweep them. On the road, coming off a nine-game road trip where they go six and three. They sweep the Rangers, the White Sox in there as well. And everyone, it feels like myself, ourselves included, are talking about the Cubs and how great their run has been mm -hmm. and how much fun they've been and how much ground they've covered and caught up in, in the wild card race and in the division. Admittedly, I, we got to talk about the Brewers more. I mean, what they're doing right now, especially, I, I said it earlier, but absolute statement series on the road against the Rangers. Uh, not only have they do they have the lead in the NL Central, but they're getting more and more of, of a grasp on that lead. Uh, yes, the Cubs have been fun and surprising, and everybody's loving talking about them, myself included, but the Brewers deserve a lot of credit for the way they're playing right now, and they are my one up. I love that. Who is your one up? Oh, so glad you asked. <laughs> um, my one up is the man of the week. He was your player of the week that we talked about yesterday. Julio Rodriguez. This man is just absolutely on fire. He broke the MLB record for most hits, 17 hits in four games. But I think the most important part is that he's red hot at the perfect time for this Mariners team. All right. I mean, this Mariners team in general, since the trade deadline, has been the second best team in baseball, the best in the American League. But they're doing it in a time the dog days of summer that everyone talks about where teams might go on a little slump. They are doing the 
opposite and just fighting their way back into a wild card spot. But I'm going to give you some fun facts about his 17 hits here in these uh, four game stretch. His 17 hits in the four game stretch was equal to the entire Yankees team over their last four games. Mm -hmm. 17 hits are the most in a four game span since the 1900s. Has four straight four hit games tied for the longest streak since 1925. His 27 hits over his last nine road games, the most by a major leaguer since 1901 and became the only player since 1900 to record 14 hits and five stolen bases in a four game span. But yes, this week has been great for Julio Rodriguez, but I honestly feel like since the home run derby and those 41 home runs in his first round of the home run derby, Julio has just kicked it into a different gear. I feel like that kind of snapped him into the Julio that we've known and wanted to. And it really has because before the all-star break, he was batting 249 with 13 home runs. Since the All-Star break, a fraction, 33 games, he's batting 352 with eight home runs. Like, there has just Not been bad. such a switch for Julio Rodriguez, and I'm so happy to see him just have this glow up right now. Yeah, me too. I love me some Julio. Love that he's playing really well right now. He's a superstar in this game. Uh, talked about him a lot yesterday as well. Uh, very happy for that. Uh Change of pace here. Change of pace. Time for our downs. Big time change of pace. Yep. My one down is the San Diego Padres. And the reasoning being the playoffs are are there for the taking for the Padres. They've continued to be in that range of like five to seven games back. And everyone around them, in front of them, Hasn't really been all that good lately. Not everyone. Obviously, Cubby's been good. But, you know, like Giants, Marlins, Reds, D-backs, everybody's like just trying to hang on. And then you have the Padres who every time they win, and and when the Padres win, they win. I mean, they're putting up like 10, 13 runs a game and just blowing teams out. And then they do it two days in a row and you think, here they are. Uh-huh. This is that team that everybody believed in. And then they just turn right around and and get their ass kicked in games or lose by one run. I mean, they're the worst. I, I don't know if specifically, but I think they're the worst team in baseball in one run ball games. It is. It's mind blowing to me this season uh, coming off a really tough series weekend series against the D backs. They are my down because of the fact that the season, despite it being a nightmare for the Padres, is still there for the taking, and they mm-hmm. just don't take it. Every time it's right in front of them, and they can cut that wild card lead down to five games, they just lose. Mm-hmm. And it, I just I don't understand it. It's frustrating to watch as a fan of the game and a fan, you know, like to see that stadium show up for them and, and Tatis going nuts on the field and Manny playing well, and you have all these other superstars. It was the perfect, it was the perfect analogy for their season. The other night when Juan Soto came up with the two outs in the ninth inning, they were down two runs bases loaded and he hit a ball that everybody thought was a walk off grand slam. And it was caught a foot in front of the fence game over just placed defeated And that's what this Padres season feels like. It's just so disappointing because they have such exciting players and even such exciting moments during the game and they just can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. All right. Yours. (sighs) 
My one down this week, I've talked a lot about them, are the New York Yankees. It is bad. They are in trouble. They lost eight straight. They haven't won a series this month. They got swept by Boston this weekend at home, which I'm unacceptable by their fans. Four games under 500. They haven't been this bad since the early 90s. I'm going to give you a couple more stats here. Mm -hmm. Worst record through 123 games since 1992. Home record through 123 games. Worst since 2014. Road record through 123 games. Worst since 1995. And things just look bad. Yeah, the numbers are bad, but you can just tell this whole team is so frustrated and they've had really unfortunate things kind of happen to the team this season. I think the first big bump was Aaron Judge's injury. They never really looked the same while he was out. And even since he came back, obviously the Domingo Gervon situation, which uh, they didn't do anything significant at the trade deadline to get better or to get any pieces to try to improve if they weren't going to try to get someone. They weren't buyers. They weren't sellers. It was just such a weird situation. And that you officially canceled them yesterday. I mean, it is just so disappointing to have a franchise of this caliber be satisfied with playing 500 baseball. And their goal is to just have a winning season when the goal used to be World Series or bust. It's just, it's an unrecognizable Yankees franchise right now. Yeah. But they're canceled. I mean, that's, yeah. it is. And they're out. They're no, done. It's bad. Season's over. Yeah. Yankees are done. If forget five, 500 would be, would be great. We talked yeah. about 500 a week ago and they haven't won. They haven't won. No, they're not even close right no, now. They lost eight straight. Just a, just a fiasco. Um, yeah. You mentioned the Aaron judge thing. That's kind of when the season really Took started going downhill. Yeah. But the, it started, you know, Carlos Rodon not pitching for them, you know, like they get their new prized pitcher and he's just out for a lot of the beginning of the year. And then it never, it just never felt right with the Yankees this year at no no point. And now they're done. They're canceled. I know some honesty right there. (sighs) I see what you did. I know because, Oh baby, Alex, you're going to love this one. I know. I, 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 yeah, I I, I am. It is honesty hour time. Everyone. Alex, mm-hmm. you driving in your car, you listening on a run, whatever you're doing, sitting on the couch, watching on YouTube. Let's ho- watching on YouTube. <laughs> let's hop on in together into the trust tree and talk about how we need to put some more respect on Jose Altuve's name. Okay. Yesterday I discussed Jose Altuve reaching 2000 hits, reaching that milestone, the fastest Houston Astro in history to reach 2000 hits, to reach that mark. And even when that happens and I send out and the world starts sending out very genuine, heartfelt tweets about Jose Altuve and about his career and how incredible it has been. It is met with so many people calling him a cheater and attacking his character. My tweet read 2000 hits, Jose Altuve. Altuve is a class act, one of the greatest to ever do it, and one of the kindest, most humble people you'll ever meet. So happy for him. What a journey for a guy that, uh, for a guy that was, grammatical error there from me, that was written off so many times because of his size. I literally love Jose Altuve. Heart. Okay, that's my tweet. It is met with what I knew it would be met with, which is just so many comments of people saying, well, he's a cheater. Well, he's a cheater. Well, he's the worst. He's an absolute terrible. How can a guy be a genuine great guy when he's a cheater? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, it pisses me off. 
Jose Altuve is one of the nicest guys and one of the most hardworking guys in, that I have ever seen on a baseball field. He is an incredible human being. Let's talk about that first. His person, his character, his work ethic, that is top tier, okay? On top of that, we can also discuss the fact that Jose Altuve did not cheat. It's not an opinion, it is a fact. You can look at this. There were three players on the Houston Astros that did not want to use the system. Tony Kemp, Josh Reddick, and you guessed it, Jose Altuve. But I understand he is the leader of that team. He is the face of the franchise. So a lot of it gets thrown on him. But these are facts. It is a fact that to get all of those hits that he has in his career, 2,000 plus hits at this point, he did not use the system that everybody is well aware of that the Houston Astros were using. The narrative is tired and ridiculous. The buzzer thing made up, completely fabricated by somebody that just wanted to, to, to they just made it up. And then people ran with it. It was proven false, yet people just continue to believe that Jose Altuve was wearing a buzzer that buzzed him when the pitch was coming. Ridiculous. Proven false was false, and he just continues to get ridiculed now six years later when he has proven throughout his career how good he is, how talented he is, and if you take for one second and just step back and get off your holy horse that everybody seems to be on because they've never done wrong in their life in history and how dare a team cheat on the baseball field. They're the worst people of all time. If you can just step back for a second and realize the person that he is and how hardworking he is and then acknowledge the, f the fact that he did not cheat, maybe, just maybe, people could come around and appreciate what we are seeing with one of the greatest to ever do it in the history of baseball. I've always loved Jose Altuve. I love an underdog. And I love someone who's been told no and does everything in their power to that fight back. That whole story back. yesterday. Talked about the yeah. whole thing, yeah. Who, who fights back to not take no for an answer and continue to follow your dream. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, he was a part of a cheating scandal. It will always be attached to him and his career and his legacy, but I do not believe it defines who he is as a person and as a baseball player. And I'm with you. He, he deserves all the respect in the world. You know, let's, this could be a long road to go down, but yeah. you know, I, the Astros were caught doing what they did. Yep. I have one never said that it was okay ever. It was wrong. Cheating yeah. in baseball is wrong. It crossed a line. The line wasn't really established, but the Astros established it. Yeah. And obviously cheating is wrong. Yeah. I also have said that other teams were doing it and players have come out, but that's regardless of the fact I do understand that people are mad. What I, what I don't understand all of these years later is like all of these people that are so vocal about this cheated on a test in high school or got a better grade at some point in life because they cheated. And it, it's like, I, I don't understand how so many of the most vocal people about this just are, are apparently the most clean people in history that have never made a mistake and, or done anything wrong in their entire life. And it really is this weird because it's sports and they feel, <sighs> they feel like their team was, their team was wrong. So they feel it's okay to attack these people and their character. It, it is, it's, it's just wild how all of this has played out. It's because they won the world series. It's because they won the world series and they were caught 
cheating. You can't be considered the best if you were cheating. And it wasn't just, obviously it was an entire team system. Yeah. That's why people are so angry and then so my, upset. Then my natural follow-up would be in, in 2019 when the Red Sox were caught with the Apple watch situation and they won the world series that year. What, hey, what, what am I, what am I missing? What am I missing? They were caught Apple watch all that whole situation. And, and it's, we don't even talk about it. It's I don't the think Astros. it was. They won the World Series. I don't think it was publicized. They as beat much. the Dodgers in the World Series, and then Mookie goes to the Dodgers. Yeah, I love Mookie, but it's just it is it's wild to me. It is yeah. it's just a wild turn of events how it all happened. The Houston Astros were the perfect villain uh-huh. for the game of baseball, and that's 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 just the fact. And here we are. So, honesty hour. Just respect, please, Jose Altuve. And at this point, you've met him down on the field, and he's one of. Oh, I the, covered him for ten plus years with the Angels. He was always class so act. kind. Put some respect on his name. Congratulations again for two thousand hits, and we discussed it yesterday. Now, onward to three thousand. We'll see if he can get there. But honestly, our respect, Jose Altuve. All right, we are back with the baseball world's favorite game. Immaculate Grid. Now, we've played this a couple times on the show where Ben has 90 seconds to guess nine players. If you're new, should we explain? Give you, give you a little background yeah. if you're new to this game? Immaculate Grid, I, I think a lot of more and more people are getting to understand. By the way, never yeah. said this. ImmaculateGrid.com. If you, it's very easy to play. And yeah, then it just pulls up a brand new grid every single day, three by three. So there are nine squares in this three by three square with teams, accolades, and whatever matches up, like diagonally and vert- vertically, that's how you diagonally. No, Horizontal, horizontally vertical. and vertically. I was like, I don't think it's tic-tac-toe. <laughs> no, 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 it's not tic-tac-toe. That's where you, you insert a player, and uh, yeah, there's a million different options, and some people like to play it where you get the smallest percentage and nobody guesses that, mm-hmm. but for the sake of this, I have 90 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to try and get as many as I can in 90 seconds, which is... Very difficult. He's actually done great, though, because you got I, eight of nine the first time. Seven, you got I seven think, of right? nine the second time. Yeah. So how well is he going to N- do Normally, today? I'd say like half the time when I do it on my own. Yeah. I A little more than half. I'm immaculate. But oh. it takes time. Like it takes 10, a long, you know, like you minutes? put it away sometimes. And yeah. Come back to it when you think all day. You know, like yeah. it's that. So okay. 90 seconds is difficult. I don't think I'll ever go immaculate. Are you but ready? Knows. Yeah. Okay. You're setting yourself up for a... Uh, Success you, by saying that. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever go immaculate. I'll do it set now. The, All set, right. the, set the bar low and over exceed. That's All right. my. We got 90 seconds on the <laughs> clock. Let's get the grid on the board and have Ben go. Ready? Yep. Set. All right. Marlins, Padres, Marlins, Padres. Garrett Cooper, newly added. Garrett Cooper. Uh, Cubs, Padres. Cubs, Padres, Cubs, Padres. Greg Maddox. Cubs and Padres legend, Greg Maddox. Uh, Red Sox, Padres. Red Sox, Padres. Uh, uh, Xander Bogarts. Don't know why that one took me so long. Uh, Okay, Marlins, Blue Jays. Marlins, Blue Jays. Okay, you got 56 seconds left. Cubs, Blue Jays. Cubs, Blue Jays. Um, Red Sox. Okay, let's go. Uh, Marlins, Blue Jays. Um, Marlins, Blue Jays. Anthony Bass. I don't know why that name keeps coming to mind, but I'm pretty sure that's right. 
Let's see. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Marlins 300 plus average career. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. 30 seconds. Cubs 300 plus career. Career. Oh my God. Ryan Sandberg. Is that right? I'll go Ryan Sandberg. Let's see. No. no. Dang it. Okay. Red Sox 300 plus career. 13 seconds. Ted Williams. Um. Right. Yeah. Six seconds. Uh, Cubs. Three, Cubs, two. Cubs, okay. That's time. Whew. All right, you got six. I am exhausted. You got six. Oh, man. That is tough. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Deep I'm breath. exhausted. I know, and you said you were nervous heading into this, too. It, it gets a lot. 90 seconds, your head's <laughs> going everywhere. You know? You did good. Okay. Yeah, good. I feel fine about it. Yeah. All right. Let's lift your spirits up a little more. Anthony Bass is a great poll. That was actually, that was 6%. Great. 6% of people are saying Anthony Bass? Is that good? Okay, so that's the percentage. So, like, yeah, those were low. it's good, but if, okay. Cooper Wait, so let's leave low. this up here for a second. Because when I explain the game and yeah. I say, like, some people go with the really obvious option. For example, while I'm doing, I have 90 seconds. Yeah. Ted Williams, 47% of people are saying yeah. Ted Williams. Um, and, and, you know, 32% for the Red Sox and Padres are saying Xander, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. So, like, there are obvious answers, and then yeah. there are the less obvious answers, like an Anthony Bass type of answer. So, and Garrett Cooper. So that's how you get a lower okay. rarity score at the uh, end of all of it if you go the lesser answer. Okay. Quick explanation. But, yeah. That's fair. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, let's wrap things up with some fan questions. You ready for this? Yeah. Our first one. Comes from a KC fan 20. Okay. I think you know where this is going. Do you think Bobby Witt Jr. will win an MVP in his career? And if so, how many? This depends on uh, if Shohei Otani is in the National League next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bobby yeah. Witt Jr. has helped out tremendously. Everybody in the American League is helped yep. out tremendously if Shohei is in the National League. Yep. Which I would say is the favorite right now because of Dodgers... Dodgers number one, mm -hmm. Giants, Padres in there. The, the National League is the favorite for him to go to. Uh, and if he does, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah. I I love this guy and what he's doing. I think is very underrated. Uh, for him to win an MVP award, I do think like. You think you'd have to move teams? No, it would just be helpful if the Royals are better. Like, the only yeah. way Shohei's able to do what he's doing is because nobody's ever done what he's I doing mean, and all the eyes are But also, out. Mike Trout, too, won his MVPs yeah. without getting to the postseason. One of the, the greatest Eagles of all time. Yeah. You got to do something extra, ex, extra special. Yeah. And Bobby Witt is doing something extra special. One of only two players with Julio to have 20 homers and 20 stolen bases in their first two full seasons. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah. I okay. think he wins an MVP in his career. The mixture of power, speed, average... Defense, I, I'll go yes. There's so many exciting young players. And our next fan question actually talks about another one. So let's get to that one. Would you have pulled up at first for the cycle or not? Hashtag Gunner. This is good. So Gunner yeah. Henderson on Sunday evening uh, had a triple, mm -hmm. a homer, and a double. And going into his next at bat, hit a ball down the right field line, and stretched it to a double, foregoing the cycle. I would have done, I would not have pulled up. Here's why. 
I mean, a couple. One, hitting for the cycle is really cool. It is. It's great and it's super rare. But it's not like a, it's not a statistic that puts money in your pocket and food on your table. His team's reaction of just like, well, what are you doing? Why didn't you stay at first? He's game? raising his OPS. Like, he's raising his slugging percentage. And those are all numbers that you get pointed to in an arbitration case or in contracts and hitting for the cycle. You, it I would have stayed. It's just, it's one hit. Then you have that cool little accolade stat attached to your career. Everyone understands. It, it's like, it still scored a run. Like, it was still an RBI. And then you get a cycle. Or you can get a double. You can't lead the league in doubles by hitting singles. It was Remember just this one time when you were a single away from the cycle, and it could have gone either way. It was close. I mean, you, you can't get mad at him for, like, running it out and, like, playing hard because that's what you're no, supposed to do. No, of course you can't be mad at him. But I also wouldn't have been mad if he stayed on first base. I would. It was a blowout, so I do yeah. believe the option was his. Yes. I would have chosen the option that he did of, I'm going to go get my double, and the statistics that matter at the end of the year yeah. and that put money in my pocket, I'm going to go get that. But I, I wouldn't I, have blamed. Either or would have been fine. I wouldn't have blamed. Yeah, yeah, either or would have been fine. Okay, on to our next fan question. <laughs> Who will prevail in the AL West? Who will prevail in the AL West? It's looking a little more interesting now that the Mariners are Three teams super in hot. This. Texas, oh, kind of going, like, Rangers going through a little time. Astros, the Mariners just got the best of them over the weekend The Rangers... Series. The Rangers can't beat the Astros. The yeah. Astros this year can't beat the Mariners, and they will not beat. The season series now yeah. belongs to the Mariners. So it's a really tricky, it's, it's, it's going to be a really, yeah. really fun finish. Um, I have continued to say throughout this year that I believe it'll ultimately be the Astros. Been saying that for a long time for all you haters that are going to say, well, now that his brother is on the team, he's going back to... No, nah, he said it for me. I've been one. saying it all year long. Yeah, so, um, And this has been a statistic or a, a, a method that I've stuck with until I need to divert in all of my preseason predictions. Until something's off the table, I'm going to stick with what I said. Mm-hmm. I've been sticking with the Astros to win the division. Uh, they're certainly with it. Certainly could happen. Um, so I'll go with them. What's crazy is at the first half of the season the AL East was like one of the strongest divisions out yeah. there. And we thought that two AL East teams were maybe going to take two of those wild card spots. Now I very strongly believe it's going to be two AL West teams. Well, it's either going to be two AL West or, or two, two AL, AL East. East. I know, because you the, got Blue Jays and Baltimore kind of like right there flirting with it back and forth. Yeah, Blue Jays and the Rays. The Rays. Baltimore is now leading place. the division. So yeah, it's, but the Rays are, yeah. I, it's, baseball's fun right now. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's great. Yeah. All right, we got one more fan question for you. Okay. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. If you were the Pirates or the Nats, would you call up Skeens or Cruz this year? So this is really good timing on this question. It's yeah. coming off of yesterday, me discussing. By the way, thanks for this question. I see it's an either or, so yeah. I'm going to pick We're gonna pick the, the, top, the one. top one. Yep. Uh, coming off a discussion yesterday where I strongly believe that teams should start calling up their top guys, uh-huh. top like coming out of a D1 college, like you're 21, 22 years old, call them up quicker. So this specific question, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, should they be called up this year? I am going to say no. Mm. Here's why with Paul Skeens, I do believe with pitchers, 
It is different. Okay. Paul Skeens has never thrown as many innings in his life as he has now thrown this year, pitching all the way through okay. the College World Series, now a couple of outings okay. in, min in the minor leagues. His arm is not used to this. So when it comes to pitchers, it's a little trickier. They have to learn how to not pitch once a week and instead pitch every five days for 160 games. Very, very difficult for a pitcher to do that. And uh, when it also the Pirates out of it this year. Yeah. Nats, same sort of thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really like rush somebody up to because look, let him go through the system. Mm -hmm. If he, if you know, he just got promoted to double A, which was super quick and it's and it's great. I love to see that. Uh, if I'm the Nats, I let him play out this year in the minor leagues and then give him an invite to Major League Spring Training, see how he does. And I think this goes back to the point yesterday. Yeah. I don't care if he was just drafted less than a year ago. If he is one of the most talented guys on that roster, which you can't tell me with the Washington Nationals, he won't be. Yeah. Let him make the opening day roster. This year, I, I don't think there's anything pressing to be like, he just got caught up to double A on Sunday. We need him in the big leagues right now. Well, no, you don't. No. So. You also want to be careful the situation on their confidence. You yeah. want to, if you know they're ready, you think they're ready, you're talking to the minor league coaches who have seen them now in a handful of games, and they feel like they're ready. Because yeah. you could also have a situation where a guy comes up, gets completely crushed, and then his confidence crushed. Yeah. And that's not something that you want to do. Yeah, that, that is a good point, and it is yeah. a popular answer to what I said. But I've talked to so many players over the last few years that have gotten a call up at a certain point, and they say that helped their career. Learning how to struggle in the big leagues. Again, baseball is a game of failure. Failure, And these guys, a lot of them coming out of the draft, have never really failed in their life on a uh -huh. baseball field. Learn how to fail. Hey, it didn't work. I'm going to go back down, and I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to lose confidence in myself. I'm going to learn how to deal with this, and I'm going to be better for it in the long run. Look at what uh, Nolan Shaniel did. He, he had a three-game hitting streak to start his career, hitting in front of Shohei. Like, really cool. Love those sort of things. I so yeah. I will say, uh, no need this year. I would yeah. say no, but I would love to see them make the team last year, next, year. next year. But again, with Skeens, it'll still be a year. He's not, no. his arm will not be Pitching's used to what he's going through. completely different. Pitchers are different. Than position players. Um, but yeah, good stuff there. Uh, also, the Gunner question. Yeah. He is tomorrow's episode Woo! of Flippin' Bats. Gunner Henderson of the first great. place Baltimore Orioles. This was a really... Really fun conversation with him, and uh, he's becoming one of the one of the best young players in the game of baseball. He was my prediction mm -hmm. to win AL Rookie of the Year, and I put him on the spot and ask him who he thinks is going to okay. win AL Rookie of the Year. Just a really, nice really fun conversation. So tomorrow, Baltimore Orioles stud rookie infielder Gunnar Henderson joins Flippin' Bats. But Alex, yeah, that does it. For first this one. first Tuesday episode, we will have this week in Shohei Otani news later. But thank you all for listening to this episode. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, uh, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But until next time, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace. Peace.